0: episode number 10. You are listening to the More Than A Lawyer podcast with your host Janine Esbrand. I'm here to help lawyers and mums to thrive in their careers and motherhood. I share tips, strategies and inspirational conversation with awesome women to help you reduce the struggle in your juggle. Hello and welcome to the show. I am really excited about today's show because it's a special one. I have a guest host on with me today and it's Angie Bryan from Mindful Mama. And together we will be talking to an awesome mother of twins who shares a lot about not losing yourself in motherhood. So if you're struggling with the transition to becoming a new mum and losing your individual identity, then this show is a must listen. We will be talking mothering multiples, infertility, self-care, teamwork and a whole lot more. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Thank you so much for joining us today and I would like you to just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure,
1: thank you for having me um my name is Sunit. I am uh, a wife and a mom of twin four year old boys um I'm a career woman I have a great job that i that I love and um when my boys were born, I actually uh, also started a, a mommy blog mm-hmm. kind of i'm I'm really into like fashion and makeup and um, I just started giving t- tips on how I was raising my boys, um, but maintaining kind of my sense of self, and I'm not technically savvy at all, okay. so <laughs> I, uh, the blog is really just an amateur blog that I would just write whenever I felt the need to write, okay. but more recently, I've, I've uh, started to really dig deep and kind of figure out what my passions are in life, in addition to a job that I really love, but there's something else kind of pulling at me, so um, I've, you know, been wanting to focus more on just really honing in on what that passion is, and um, it's really inspiring women not to lose themselves after having kids, and I really want to focus more on on doing that with my blog, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm all about in a nutshell.
0: Oh, cool, that sounds awesome. So, a lot of our listeners are um, women who are trying to balance their career and motherhood or who are going through some form of transition. So it sounds like you're you're definitely doing a balance if you've got the career that you love and you're raising twins. So can you tell us a bit more about how you go about balancing? Like for you, how does balancing work? What does it look like for you? I think
1: um, the most important thing for me is starting off with an intention. Like what is my intention, um, and this is before I even had kids is actually while I was pregnant, I was thinking, okay, am I going to be a stay at home mom or do I still want to work? And what kind of a mom do I want to be? And I had really this intention of not losing myself. And I think if you don't have that intention and you just kind of wing it, a lot of times you'll have your baby and you end up just being really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and, you're kind of lost because once the baby comes or babies in my yeah. case, you really thought ahead of time about, um, you know, where you come into the picture, then you don't really have time to think about it once you have kids. So I think for me, the balance came from, having the intention of knowing I don't want to lose myself and what does that mean? So for me, it meant, I still want to be able to have time to myself. I still want to be able to hang out with my girlfriends. I still want to be able to drink wine and watch the real housewives and do all these things that I enjoy doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so with that then came, okay, how am I going to make sure that I don't lose myself and what are some of the steps I need to take, um, to make sure that everyone around me is supporting me in that intention, so I think there's a big part of having that balance is knowing you want it in the first place. Okay, that's the place to start.
0: Yeah. Did you find it? Did you find that there was um, a bit of a mismatch between what you thought you wanted before you you had the boys and then what you what you decided you wanted afterwards? Was there? And yeah. did you
2: keep the same career? Like, did you have the same mm-hmm, job? So, so. If you back up to, if
1: you would have asked me that question, you know, like five years before I even had kids or when I first got married, I always thought I would just want to quit my job and be a stay-at-home mom. So I really did think that for many, many years. But as I got deeper and deeper into my career, um, and not only from a career perspective, but just the people that I work with that I really love, um, I thought oh, I. This is actually something I enjoy doing. I don't think I want to um, be a stay-at-home mom. Okay. And then I, you know, that was the intention that I had once I, when I actually got pregnant and really started thinking about it. I was like, no, I, I, and I struggled with infertility as well. So, yeah, we'll you know, there was an Yeah, there was a part of me that was kind of like, oh, I worked so hard to have these babies and now I'm finally pregnant and, you know, should I be staying home with them or should I be going back to work? But here in Canada, we're actually very lucky. We get a one-year maternity leave. Yeah, like the UK. Um, Yeah, so I I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the year at home and I'm going to be with them. And if I change my mind about going back to work, I can do that. But um, being at home for that year just kind of confirmed to me that, I love them, and I love being a mom to them, but I do need something outside of them to maintain my sense of self. Okay. So, yeah, that was kind of the, the journey that I was on. So it, it changed from five years ago when I had thought I'd just want to be a stay-at-home mom, but as I got, you know, closer to the time of having kids, I think for me, I needed something else.
0: Okay. And you mentioned just now about um, your struggle with fertility. Um, I know that there's a lot of women that, that have that struggle and, and people aren't always open and willing to talk about it or or they, they don't have the platform to talk about it. So it'd be great if you could share a bit to in, inspire or encourage anyone who's going through a similar struggle.
1: For sure. And um, you hit on a really important point there about people not talking about it. You know, I didn't really talk about it either when I was going through it and I think Um, The reason a lot of us don't want to talk about it is because, first of all, you're just saying the same things over and over again to anyone who asks, Mm -hmm. and um, you often start to feel like a broken record, and you're dealing with all these emotions yourself, and you don't really want to talk about it. I was happy to talk about it with other people who were struggling, or if somebody came to me and said, you know, we're having trouble conceiving, and you know... You're pregnant with twins, did you do something else? because oftentimes you know being pregnant with twins, people will say, oh, "Well, is that natural or did you have in vitro?" And I was happy to talk about it with people that genuinely wanted to know, but otherwise, you just don't really want to talk about it because you feel like people are just being nosy okay. um, and so so, having said that though, um yes, I mean, we struggled for a few years. I didn't meet the love of my life till I was in my early thirties, and then I also had my career and you know, so we, we put off having kids for a few years and then all of a sudden you start trying and it's not happening and um, it was really tough, you know, for a few years there and having to go through in vitro is not the easiest process. Yeah. You're, you're essentially isolated because nobody really knows what you're going through and the only person who knows is your partner yeah. and um, you're having to, you know, go for constant blood work, constant exams injecting yourself with medication the hormones make you feel crazy and um you know the first time we did it I thought this is it this is gonna work like we're gonna finally have a baby and it didn't work and I was just devastated you know and then um tried again didn't work again devastated again yeah and in the meantime that this is all happening I have to say that one of the reasons I am so passionate about inspiring women not to lose themselves is because while I was in the middle of desperately trying to have a baby, I was surrounded by women who seemed miserable as moms, you know, like, and and they would inadvertently make comments like, oh, don't do it, don't have kids, you know, it's just, you know. Like that, And I just thought to myself, oh my gosh, I would give anything to be where you are right now. I would give yeah. anything to have a have a baby. So I just kind of made this secret promise to myself that if I was ever lucky enough to be a mom, that I would take such good care of myself yeah. so that I could really be present for my kids and not feel like I wish I never had them. Yeah. You know, and I think part of ha- dealing with infertility is um, you really have, you really feel guilty to complain about being a mom if you've struggled so much to have your kids. Not to say that I love my kids any more than any other mom out there, but I think as somebody who struggles with infertility, we just have that extra kind of layer of um, wanting to make sure that we're we're taking care of ourselves so that we can give – hundred percent of ourselves to our kids yeah so so that's kind of what started my whole thought process of really making sure that I wasn't that frazzled overwhelmed mom and then um you know on our third try we got pregnant then like six weeks later after the positive pregnancy test we found out that it was twins wow and you know, people always say, "Oh, well, you you put two in there, so you you probably was probably not that big of a surprise." But we had done two before, and we didn't get pregnant. So the fact that we got pregnant at all was a shock. And then you kind of know deep down in the back of your mind it could be two, but um, it's still always like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And then I just became consumed with uh, having a healthy pregnancy and taking really good care of myself because. We went through so much to get here and, you know, with twins, it's a high risk pregnancy and you really just want to do everything right so that you don't, something doesn't go wrong. And that's where my self-care really started as well. I really started taking really good care of myself while I was pregnant, taking time for myself and then really just starting to look ahead and think about, okay, how am I going to manage these two little bundles? (laughs) Um, And not only that, but it's like we are very far from um, our family. So we didn't really have a ton of help yeah. and we knew that it would just be us. So it was really had, had to plan and think ahead. And, um, the other thing I want to add in too is I think part of when somebody is struggling with infertility, it's such a emotional time, but I find that dealing with all the possibilities of what could happen mm-hmm. And planning for those things really helped me come to terms with the fact that I may never have my own child. So for anybody out there right now who's struggling, um, what I did was kind of open myself up to, you know, are we open to maybe adoption? There's a lot of other babies out there who need love and yeah. and what kinds of things. And even if we don't adopt, what kind of a life are we going to live without kids and just kind of having a little bit of that plan in the back of your mind so you feel like you have some control yeah. i think it really helped me come to terms with the fact that i may not ever have my own biological children
0: yeah, yeah. and i think yeah. i think it's really important what you said is um for people to have have that time to take that time to kind of think things through and to plan and to realize that as much as you plan things might not go to plan so you kind of have to have um an element of being open to, to different possibilities. and if you get so stuck on the plan, that's when you're gonna kind of stress yourself out and think it's not happening and and sometimes that can have a negative effect on what what it is you're trying to achieve if you're approaching it from a place of stress as opposed to a place of okay, I've thought about all of the possibilities and now I'm open to see which one happens.
1: Exactly.
0: And that's how I
1: deal with everything in my life. And I think I may have mentioned to you in a previous conversation when we first started talking way back when is um, my dad has been diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And, you know, I've had all these things come at me um, in my life in the last like since I've been married to my husband, and we've kind of started to live this grown up life. (laughs) All These are thrown at us. And I always just look at the glasses half full. And you know, people will say, I don't know how you're doing this or I don't know how you're getting through this. And that's how I get through it. I think about what's the worst case scenario. How am I going to deal with that? And I choose to just remain positive and deal with things as they come, but know that if the worst case scenario happens, I'm prepared for that too.
2: Yeah.
1: So, and I, and I think that's just, how you really have, I mean, life just throws the craziest things at you. You could never imagine some of the things that are going to come, and that's how you have to take it, I think.
0: Hey, 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 I am super excited because I have a handful of spots open for one to one coaching. I am looking to work with more of you who are highly ambitious, very driven know where you want to get to but are struggling to get there because you feel as though you're being overlooked and undervalued for the contribution that you're making. You know that you need to get more visible, you know that you need to show up more, you understand that creating a personal brand that is speaking for you when you're not in the room is important so that you can move towards your career goals but you don't quite know how to make it happen and for you I am extending the invitation to come and join me inside of Elevate this is my one-to-one high touch coaching program that is designed to help you to advance into your next role, secure your next client, position yourself for the opportunities that you want by being intentional with your personal brand, making sure that your digital footprint is tight. Yes, I mean LinkedIn is looking good and attracting the right opportunities and making sure that you're able to show up with confidence and fully articulate the value that you're able to bring to your next opportunity. I am excited to dig deep come up with your personalized strategy and your plan and support you with the accountability and coaching that is required to help you to get there. So if this sounds good to you, if you know that you need some support with really taking your career to the next level, Book a call with me and let's explore you joining the Elevate program. So head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash call so that you can book a fitting call and then let's have a conversation about whether or not this program is a good fit for you. I look forward to speaking to you. yeah and having having the approach to choose um and realizing that in every situation you do have you ha- you have a choice in terms of the way that you will approach it. so if you're trying to achieve something and you get knocked down, you can choose to just stay where you are or you can choose to say, do you know what? Okay, this didn't work, but I'm going to try again or I'm going to take a different approach. Um, So not staying in that place of, okay, things aren't going my way. I'm just going to be upset and I'm just going to be miserable. But choosing to be happy and and just move forward is definitely it's empowering when you take that approach because you're like, okay, I can take whatever comes because I can choose to see the positive side of everything, even though sometimes it's hard. It's not it's not going to be easy. But it 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 can help you to move through stuff to to take that
1: approach. Absolutely, and sometimes I mean, don't get me wrong. I get sad and I get down, and I just need to have like one good cry, yeah. <laughs> like a yeah.
2: full out the cry. Out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and I think the true. key is that like you're like you didn't lose hope, that, you know, through your fertility treatment, like through all of that, you kept trying, and that was the, you know, that that was the key factor through it all. Um, that it was maybe it, it wasn't it wasn't always positive it wasn't always like i'm glad i'm going through this <laughs> but um you know that that sense of you know that stream of hope mhm i i always say when you have nothing
1: else left you still always have hope, hope. yeah mm-hmm. and you don't want to hold on to it falsely like you know you got to know when to let go but right. um and and I, and I want to add in there that although I have my two beautiful boys and I am just so, so blessed and feeling so thankful for them, we did want more children after that. And I did have two pregnancies after them, which ended in miscarriages. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, I, I almost hate telling that story to people because they'll say, well, you have your two boys, so you know, why would you be, but it's still devastating to yeah. have, to go through a miscarriage or to desperately want a child and then think you're going to have it and then to lose it. And that happened to me twice. And each time was just like a, uh, like, you know, blow, even yeah. though I had my boys. So I still kind of struggled with that after I had them. Um, and then, you know, I finally kind of, I turned 40 in October and I just came to terms with the fact that, you know what, this is just how it was meant to be. And we still think about adoption sometimes and that's on the, on the back burner as well. But, um, it is, uh, again, just choosing how you respond and not just laying down and giving up. Yeah. 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 Important. it's
0: important. Um- we both have boys, uh, mm-hmm. and so it would be really interesting just for you tell us a bit about them and how you um, how you run your household with twins. Yeah, we, definitely. We've always said to each other, <laughs> "Imagine if we had two of, yeah. all, of these, and we had to manage them <laughs> by ourselves. Well, not by ourselves, you know, with your with your husband, but but you don't have family support
2: because I don't have family support yeah. here. So, kind of how you did it. How do
0: you
1: yeah. do that? Yeah. <laughs> so, um. um And I talk about this, I'm actually writing a book, and I talk about this in my book about um, setting the intention and um, taking care of yourself first. But then I also say that the second most important person is actually your husband or your partner. Um, Because, you know, you have all, I see all these moms who are overwhelmed, but then they don't want to let their husband help them because they don't trust the way he might be doing something. Um, So that was a big part of it for me is, Not only did I kind of figure out what kind of a parent I wanted to be and read all the parenting books, but I also really had those discussions with my husband about what kind of parents we want to be, what kind of kids we want to raise. And um, I let himself know I need time to myself. I'm going to need time to take care of me. And because we set that intention ahead of time and we were on the same page, once they were born. Um, you know, he was a big help and there'd be like, I remember on that one year that I was off, um, my husband has his own business and he works six days a week. So Sundays are actually his only day off. So I was home with the boys constantly by myself. And, um, on Sundays, our deal was that, I get to leave the house for, you know, five or six hours. And I would just, sometimes I would just go like read a book in a coffee shop or read a magazine. Sometimes I would go get my hair done or my nails done or get a massage. And he would stay home with them by himself and, um, you know, do the daddy thing and take care of them. And, I think it's really hard for us as moms, especially in those early days when you're spending all that time with your babies, you kind of are like, oh, you're not doing that right, or you've got the diaper on the wrong way, or, you know, and I just told myself, he is their dad, he might not do it exactly the way I do it, but he loves them just as much as I do, and he's going to get it done, as long as they're, like, happy, fed, and alive when I get
2: home. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. totally. (laughs)
1: Just let it go. And by doing that once a week, after the first few months, um, a good girlfriend of mine, they were actually six months old. A good girlfriend of mine was getting married um, back home where I'm from. We'd originally thought we would all go as a family and take the kids. And then once they were born, we were like, "Uh, two six-month-olds, we we can't go to a wedding with two six-month-olds. That's not in the same city as us. Like there was just too many complicating factors. Yeah. So um, we decided that I would go by myself and he would stay home with them. And I was like, at first I was kind of like, oh my gosh, he's going to be alone with them for three days. And then I just thought, you know what? He is with them alone all the time and he's doing a great job. And I kind of let him have it. And I really tried not to check in on him too much and not to kind of be like, you got to do this, 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 and this. And I just let him do it. And not only was it amazing for me, but it was amazing for him because when you give a dad or a man that responsibility and just say, I trust you, do it the way you need to do it, yeah. it makes them feel so empowered yeah. and they want to help. You know, the, women who complain to me that, their dad's, that the dad doesn't really help out that much, I will often think, yeah, but you probably also make him feel like he's doing a lot of things wrong. So maybe he doesn't want to help anymore. Yeah. So I think the juggling part just... It is a juggle, but when you have that understanding with your partner and you just kind of hand things over to them and trust that they're doing a good job and keep hands off, it really does something amazing for them as well. And they want to be more involved and they want to do more. And it's just by default. They just end up helping out more. And that's really all it was for us was just a total partnership. Like nighttime feedings were literally like, you know, both of us are getting up and feeding one baby each at the same time because I wanted them on a, on a schedule. Um, I didn't want one to be feeding at, you know, two o'clock and sleeping at three and the other one sleeping at two. And, you know, I wanted yeah. them to be on the exact same schedule. So when they sleep, they're both asleep. (laughs) And when they're, so we were like, we're going to keep them on the schedule and whatever we have to do, whether it's, you know, I'm feeding both babies, like with two bottles and my husband gets one night of sleep. And then the next night I get to sleep and he's double feeding them or whatever it was, we kind of created this routine and we made sure we stuck to it so that they were both on that same schedule. And the scheduling part of it was really, I think what kind of kept helped us keep our sanity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they're on a schedule. We know what to expect. They're both sleeping at the same time, eating at the same time. And, um, you know, I would say God gave me two hands for this reason. (laughs) In this case, it was literally like one baby in each arm. And, um, yeah. So I think having the partner on board is the next biggest thing you can do. And just being aligned with all your intentions.
0: Yeah. I, I, I love that. And I, um, I always say my husband and I, we decided that we were going to be a team when we got married, we said we're team E. So when we've had our baby, it's like, he's an addition to our team. But first and foremost, we were the team before he came along. So we have to work together in whatever we're doing. So there'll be days where I'm just like, I I need tag team. Like I need to I need to go now. Can you take over? And so it's nice to know that he'll be available and willing to 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 step in when I need to step away or vice versa. So it's it is really important, I think, um, mm. for your relationship as well to stay connected. Um, for you guys to just communicate and stay. Keep the lines of communication open and be honest when you need that time out because it's it's, it's yeah. not easy being on duty all the that. time. Just
1: said that about uh, you and your husband being a team because that's exactly how you have to approach this. Um, I know in my experience, just a lot of the women that I'm surrounded by will oftentimes have the baby and then the husband gets shifted out of the picture. Um, And really thinking of you and your husband as a team before you get started and knowing that this little person that's coming into the world is now just going to be an addition to your team, Mm -hmm. I think that's such a great mindset to have um, because then you're working as a team and it's not like this baby is replacing your husband. And I think – it is so important to approach it that way because when you have a team, it's just so much easier to do things. And when your husband's a part of that team, you're going to feel much less of a burden, I think, um, because your husband's going to be a part of helping you with that baby.
2: Yeah. Definitely. How do you kind of put yourself first when you talk about putting yourself first? What is that, like, practically, what does that look like for you? I think
1: uh, really for me, the most important thing is knowing that I want to put myself first and just doing all the same things that I've always done. I do have a job outside of the home. I have other things that I focus on outside of my kids. um, So I make sure that I'm still able to do those things. Um, uh, You know, I have guilty pleasures like watching The Real Housewives (laughs) and The Bachelor and things like that that I like to do. And I just make sure that I have my systems set up in a way that I'm able to do those things. So, you know, I rely on my husband to take the kids every now and then, so I can do those things. And I do have my kids on somewhat of a schedule so that I know that every night they're going to bed at eight o'clock. And after that, it's my time. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when I first had my babies, I was home, you know, for quite a while with them on a maternity leave. And I made sure that I, um, you know, that my husband was uh, spending the day with them on Sundays so that I could go get my hair done or go to the spa or just go sit in a coffee shop and and read a book. Um, So those are the kinds of things that I've always done. Um, And girls trips have been a a huge thing for me. Um, You know, I live in a city far from where all my friends and family are. And it's important for me to reconnect with those people. And um, I like to be able to have a weekend where I get away from my kids and I leave my husband with them and I go reconnect with my girlfriends and all the things that I love to do, whether that's, you know, yoga or meditation or drinking wine all weekend or going to Vegas for a crazy trip. So,
2: um, we wanted to just hear, I know we were just talking about, um, what you do to put yourself first. Um, just in general, what kind of tips or life hacks do you have for moms that you can offer for us today? You know,
1: for me, I think, um, whether you're a mom-to-be or a new mom or somebody who's even thinking about having kids, I think now is a good time, if you haven't already thought of this, is having a plan in place, um, you know, so to speak, like knowing what kind of mom you want to be, what kind of kids you want to raise, and creating kind of a rough blueprint of just what that looks like will help you work backwards Mm -hmm. to... Raise your kids. So for me, having that time to myself was important, but how was I going to get that time? I thought, you know what? I'm having twins. I'm, I'm going to need to put them on some sort of a schedule so that I'm not all over the place so for me scheduling was a big thing and I'm a huge advocate of sleep training and scheduling for kids but I know there's a lot of moms out there who just like to um, fly by the seat of their pants and I think that's great too as long as you know what that looks like ahead of time yeah so you know I I like to um, take it a step back from saying I think everybody should schedule their kids or sleep train their kids and just go further back from that which is what's really important to you figure that out and then move kind of backwards from there and go. Okay, in order for me to have time to myself, for me, I had twins, so I thought, yeah. well, I need them sleeping at the same time, and I need them eating at the same time, and how am I going to do that? And then once I started kind of googling and reading some books, I was like, okay, this is this is possible. I'm going <laughs> to do this. Um, so you know, things like that. Just knowing what your intentions are. Um, <clears throat> having your partner on board knowing what kind of kids you want to raise and just having a plan i think knowing what expect knowing what to expect is probably the biggest tip I can give
2: cool great thanks Thank for you. those tips yeah <laughs>
0: those are awesome I would have loved to have those like a few months back um I know <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I totally agree like for me the one thing was like I have to have a shower every day like it's yeah, just not that even that shower option. Like, was just yeah just heavenly
2: <laughs> so um, having, like,
1: you just wash all the yuck off of you.
2: Yeah, yeah you totally and it it wakes you up too yeah you're so i just exhausted <laughs> <laughs> so um, necessary
0: yeah. well it's been um really awesome speaking to you and yeah. hearing about your journey and your life with the twins and having you give us so much um pearls of wisdom and inspiration um if people want to connect with you or find out more about you do you want to share uh, where your uh, blog is and yeah where they can where they can get in touch.
1: For sure. Yeah. So I'm at Modern Twin Mom, www.moderntwinmom.com. Okay. And um as I mentioned, it has been kind of an amateur mommy blog site up until this point, but now that I've kind of discovered this passion, I'm really really um wanting to inspire other women and I'm really going to hone in on my message. So I'm actually rebranding right now. Okay. And um, my website is there, but it will be like better and more beautiful probably in a few weeks time and I'm also um finishing up my book so people can go to my website and there will be links there to to my book as well once that's out so
0: yeah okay cool thank you and um we'll look out for the book let us know when it's out because we'll be yeah wanting to dive in and hear more from you for sure thanks lady
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your time thank you you're welcome Thanks. thanks
0: Well, wasn't that an awesome three-way conversation? It is so important to make sure that we look after ourselves and Sunit gave us some great tips on how we can do that. Now, if you want to know more about her and learn more about what she talks about on her blog, head over to www.moderntwinmom.com and it's mom as in M-O-M. And I also really loved having Angie on the show. It was great to have a co-host with me and if you want to learn more about her you can head over to www.mindfulmama.co.uk forward slash Angie Bryan and I'm going to put the links to both of those in the show notes so you know where to find those at lightboxcoaching.com forward slash podcast if you want to learn more about those awesome ladies or you want to learn more about other episodes that you can dive into. Now if you enjoyed this episode head over to iTunes and please leave a review because the more reviews we get, the more awesome women just like you can find this show and join in the conversation. Now, I would love to hear what really resonated with you most about this episode. So drop me an email at janine at lightboxcoaching.com. I absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So it'd be great to connect with you. So drop me a line. Now that brings us to the end of today's episode. I look forward to connecting with you in the next one. And until then, take care of you and take care of your babies. More Than a Lawyer podcast features music from Ben Sound.